0: The Law School of America Acts Constituting Conversion An action for conversion does not rest on knowledge or intent of the defendant. The act constituting conversion must be an intentional act, but does not require wrongful intent, and is not excused by care, good faith, or lack of knowledge. Fraudulent intent is not an element of conversion. The defendant is answerable for the conversion, no matter how good his intentions were, or how careful he has been, or how apparently well-founded was his belief that his tortious act was right. The existence of probable cause does not preclude liability. A person may be liable for conversion even though he was reasonably mistaken in thinking the facts to be such as would give him a legal right to the goods. There are cases in which the defendant does not clearly appropriate the property to his own use, and in which the question whether there is a conversion therefore depends on the intent of the defendant either express or implied. In general, conversion, being a wrongful act, cannot spring from the exercise of a legal right. Such acts include the right of execution on a legal judgment or contesting rights under a contract. The general rule is that there is no conversion until some act is done which is a denial or violation of the plaintiff's dominion over or rights in the property. To constitute a conversion of a chattel, there must be an unauthorized assumption of the right to possession or ownership. The act must have the essence of a tort. Depriving owner of possession. The exercise of ownership over property may take a number of forms. All that is required is that the defendant exercise control over the chattel in a manner inconsistent with the plaintiff's right of possession. The gist of a conversion is not the acquisition of the property by the wrongdoer, but the wrongful deprivation of another's property which the owner is entitled to possess. Receipt of Property A person who accepts the possession of personal property from one not authorized to transfer it may be regarded as a converter. The restatement, second, of torts is in accord with this concept stating that one who receives possession of a chattel from another with the intent to acquire for himself or a third person a proprietary interest in the chattel which the other has not the power to transfer is subject to liability for conversion to a third person then entitled to the immediate possession of the chattel. Disposal of property. An action for conversion may be predicated upon an improper disposal, removal, transportation, delivery, or transfer of possession of property to one not authorized by the owner to receive the property. The restatement, second, of tort states that, with some exceptions, one who makes an unauthorized delivery of a chattel to a person not entitled to its immediate possession is subject to liability for conversion to another who is so entitled. A bailey, agent, or servant who redelivers to his bailer, principal, or master is not liable for conversion unless the person entitled to immediate possession had made an adverse claim upon him. A bailey, agent or servant who delivers the chattel to a third person pursuant to the instructions of his bailer, Principal or master is not liable for conversion unless he has knowledge or reason to know that his bailer, principal, or master is not authorized to dispose of it. Detention or refusal to surrender possession. A common conversion is a refusal to surrender possession of the chattel to one who is entitled to it. Normally, this is judged to be a sufficiently serious interference with the plaintiff's right of control. If the detention is small or not deemed to be serious, it will not be considered a conversion. A garage which delays delivery of an automobile for 30 minutes does not commit a conversion. The same is true of a stock certificate. Placing furniture or other goods in storage to prevent damage or theft is also not a conversion, per se, proper notice of its location is given to the owner. If the delay is long or intentional, it is a conversion. Holding an automobile for a month is a conversion. Goods placed in storage or in bailment destroyed by fire are considered to have been converted. In 1704, it was stated in Baldwin v. Cole. The very denial of goods to him that has a right to demand them is an actual conversion, and not only evidence of it. Wrongful use, loss, or injury. The use of or intermeddling, a term usually applicable to a state law, with the property of another has often been held to constitute a conversion, whether the act is done by one who had no authority to use the property, or by one who has authority to use the property but uses it in an unauthorized way. Any unjustified exercise of dominion over property by one who is not the owner nor entitled to possession which interferes with the right of possession of another who is lawfully entitled thereto constitutes a conversion. According to the restatement, second, of torts, one who uses a chattel in a manner which is a serious violation of the right of another to control its use is subject to liability to the other for conversion. A conversion may be predicated upon destruction of personal property. An action for conversion may lie for killing an animal or rendering a musical instrument useless. Persons entitled to bring action. An agent entrusted by a principal with the possession of goods is generally recognized as having a sufficient interest in the goods to enable him to maintain an action against a third person for a conversion. Some jurisdictions hold that the agent must have more than a mere right of possession. A similar result has been reached where the servant left the property in the possession of the defendant, who subsequently converted it. Where a sheriff attached chattels and delivered them for safekeeping to a person, the person was merely the sheriff's servant, and having no interest in the chattels, could not maintain an action for their conversion. Causes of action for conversion are generally assignable, so that the action may be instituted by the assignee. An officer in possession of property may ignore a conversion of the same by a wrongdoer and proceed to sell the property on execution, the purchaser then being permitted to sue the wrongdoer for the conversion of the property. A transfer of personal property or interest therein, who acquires the right of possession by or through the transfer, may maintain an action for a conversion committed after the transfer, though he has not yet received actual possession of the goods. A creditor, having no interest, generally may not be a plaintiff in an action to retrieve a debtor's converted property. An owner of land may bring an action in conversion, but he must be in material possession of the land and of the property severed from the land at the time of the conversion. Person subject to action. The owner of a partial interest in property may be liable for converting the same, where he wrongfully takes it out of the possession of another, or does some other act amounting to a conversion. The following are the typical defendants in an action in conversion. Fraudulent takers and their transferees. Owner as possessor of land. Persons aiding and or abetting in conversion. Public officers. An agent, even if he acts in good faith and in accordance with his instructions, if the principal is guilty of conversion. The principal one is agent's act of converting the property is committed within the scope of the agency. The owner of the property if he diminishes its value or sells or destroys it to the damage of a lion holder. Conditions precedent to recovery. In order to maintain an action for conversion, the plaintiff must have an interest in the thing converted. He must recover on the strength of his own title, without regard to the weakness of that of his adversary. It is necessary that the plaintiff be the owner of the property claimed to be converted, or that he be in possession or entitled to possession at the time of the alleged conversion. Absolute and unqualified title is sufficient, but it is not necessary. A mere right of possession is generally regarded as an interest sufficient to maintain an action. Interest in property. An action for conversion may be maintained by persons having the immediate right of possession of the article converted. In order for a plaintiff to recover in a suit for conversion, it is necessary that the plaintiff establish a right to the property and what is converted an immediate right to possession at the time of conversion is usually all that is required in the way of title or possession to enable the plaintiff to maintain an action. The possession of personal property carries with it the presumption of title, and enables the possessor to maintain an action for conversion against any person except the rightful owner. As against a stranger with no possession rights, mere possession alone is good enough, and in such a case, the plaintiff needs to prove no more than possession. Generally, a peaceable possession of land, even though wrongful, Is a sufficient interest on which to base an action for conversion against a trespasser upon the land who severs property from the soil as part of the trespass, although neither party has title to the land or the property severed therefrom. Tender of debt due defendant. Where a tender of a debt due the defendant is necessary to entitle the plaintiff to the immediate possession of the property, such tender is necessary to entitle him to maintain the action for conversion. This is because an action for conversion cannot be maintained unless the plaintiff, at the time of the alleged conversion, was entitled to the immediate possession of the specific property that is the subject of the conversion. A tender is not required where it is no longer within the power of the defendant to perform as part of the agreement out of which the debt arose. Demand. Some jurisdictions require a demand and refusal to be necessary to constitute a conversion and to maintain a subsequent action for conversion. The usual rule is that demand and refusal are never necessary, except to furnish evidence of the conversion. Without these, when the circumstances, circumstantial evidence, are sufficient to prove the conversion, demand and refusal are superfluous. In those jurisdictions requiring a demand and refusal, there is no specific form the demand must take. In cases where stolen property ends up in the hands of a third party, demand may be necessary to put the third party on notice that the property has been stolen. The Law School of America